host, and welcome back to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am your dungeon master on this nautical adventure. Joining me today, I have Andy Latai. Hey, uh, I'm Finn, Finn Fisher. No Lonnie Stevenson. Sorry, I wasn't ready. I forgot to be ready. <laughs> no Lonnie Stevenson. Yep. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, say your goddamn name. <laughs> Oh, Reagan Starkwinner. And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. Thank you. And we are back, everyone, with episode 22 uh, of this podcast. Uh, hey, uh, guys, I don't know about you. Fuck off. Shut up, Andy. <laughs> no one here like, is I'm 22. I'm feeling a, a certain specific kind of way. What kind no, of way, Andy? There's a way to describe the way that I'm feeling, but I think if I had to, 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 to give it like one word, like maybe a number... I'm feeling 22. Um, please feel free to cyberbully Andrew for being a Swifty. I don't care. Everything will be all right. Great. Okay. You keep me next to you. <laughs> Are we ready to dive into it? Haha, <laughs> dive. Because swimming. Good one. No, we have a ship now. So, last session. Uh, the boys found themselves at the headquarters of the Archaeological Artificers Association, where they spoke with the adventurer, the enigmatic leader of the group, and learned that the association's true purpose, at least for the past few years, has mostly been kind of espionage stuff to stop the spread of the imperialist nation of Lithios, who is seemingly attempting to colonize more and more of the Lunluma Ocean. Uh, the adventurer then asked the boys to investigate and see what was going on in Finn's hometown, Gillsbury, because his village had uh, come up a couple times in the notes and documents belonging to the high priestess of Lith Lithios, Rosalia Starhouse. After some discussion amongst themselves and a little bit of beach volleyball, the party agreed uh. to go to Gillsbury. They then spent some time trying their hand at the trial, a combat test that all new members of the association go through, and beat the record that had been set by Nira, Amelia, and someone named Ben years before. Eat me, Ben. Let's be clear. There was only one of us doing combat there. <laughs> yeah, and it was me when I blasted the button. <laughs> uh, the party then leveled up to level six in D&D terms. And that's where we are now. Uh, you guys are heading to Gillsbury next, but you have a couple of days at HQ while your stolen ship uh, gets kind of repurposed. Uh, so we will go ahead and just kind of montage our way through those days. Unless, <laughs> Jeez, how long could we possibly eat up in this episode? <laughs> unless you guys, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna chill for the entire uh, time. This, of this never episode. goes wrong for us. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but if there is anything in particular that you guys want to make sure you do during those couple of days while you're at headquarters let me know um you know that thing that like i think that it happens in karate kid but like it's the classic training montage thing where like a guy's like sitting in front of a bowl of water and then like slaps the top of the water finn's doing that just because he thinks <laughs> <What>? it's fun <laughs> what <laughs> i'm not familiar with karate what's the purpose of it in karate kid I don't remember. I think <laughs> okay. it's about focus or something. Great. Okay, so right. if anyone that. does remember, tweet at Hannah about it. Great. Um, you guys, yeah, so generally the 
the vibe of HQ. I'll describe it a little bit while you guys are there. Um, you don't really see the adventurer around very much. It seems like she kind of stays up in her office mostly and isn't really, doesn't tend to be around, but everyone else is just kind of generally hanging out. Um, there is like a training area. There's like training dummies where people are doing kind of like some combat stuff. Um, there's a library with lots of books and stuff like that. Um, there are various kind of like archives, etc. Um, then there's like rooms where people sleep. There's, you know, a dining hall and stuff like that. Uh, it's up to you guys whether you want to be staying in the same room or not, because uh, there each room has kind of like like four beds in it. Um, but there's few enough people here right now that you can spread out that there's like extra space. And yeah, people are just generally kind of vibing, although most of them seem to be working on, there's some people who are like in the library seeming to do kind of like research projects, other people who are mostly kind of training. You guys notice that there's more than a few people who are like, seem to be here recovering from injuries or waiting until the next time they can kind of like go out. You kind of note that that's sort of part of the purpose. This is a, a place where people come and stay in between missions. Hmm. Um, is there anything in particular anybody wants to do during this time skip? Yes, I think. You said there was like a library? Mm-hmm. I think I want to go there. Okay. There's something specific I want to see if I can find. Sure. A geology textbook. <laughs> I, I know about that plenty, thank you. Malachi has no use for geology. I've lived it! <laughs> um, Irritable bowel syndrome for dummies. I feel like he has the opposite. <laughs> I don't need to worry about my bowels, ever. <laughs> I remember Solaris told me I don't know if it was, he wanted me to recommend it that I look her up or if I speak to followers of her, but something about the goddess Ayun. Oh, yeah. Cool. Go ahead and make me a investigation check. Goddamn. That's a six. A six? Okay. Um, with a six, I will say uh, it's not a hard thing. Just looking up Ayun in general isn't hard to do. So you find a book about like... Um, just kind of like a general glossary of gods. Mm. In particular, and it kind of seems to be, it was written maybe like, looks like it's about 15 years old. And it was kind of detailing like which of the young gods are like around right now. Because you would know as someone who lives in this world that there are the five old gods, but then mm. there are dozens of young gods who kind of specialize in more particular things. And some of them are more powerful and more well-known than others. Uh, mm. Others are kind of like small and it's disputable. You know, sometimes the line gets a little fuzzy between who gets to count as a god and who's just like a powerful entity. Right. However, uh, Ayun is one of the more well-known of the young gods. She is a goddess of kind of like knowledge and learning. Um, and she is kind of known for being, she's depicted as like a very, very scholarly looking woman. Um, you find like a little picture and it's just kind of like a goddess of books, scholarism, learning, that sort of thing. <laughs> I shudder a little bit. Yeah, with a six, I don't think you're going to get much more than just kind of generally what she's about. Didn't but. go to bench school. <laughs> Malachi is like about to turn the page onto an important passage and a bunch of water splashes on the book. And Finn's <laughs> sitting across the table from him is like, oh, sorry. Finn! <laughs> I spilled my bowl. <laughs> Stop smacking the bowl. You went to school, right? Help me. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm smart. Okay, you can make an investigation check. That's an eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, well, now the 
page is kind of wet, so it's a little bit trickier to figure out exactly what you're looking for. Um, You get similar uh, knowledge to what Malachi got. Can I see if there's, like, anything that might indicate where she might have any temples nearby? Um, as a goddess of kind of learning and knowledge, she would have one, like, on the mainland of Lithios in Dermator. Um, Mm. You'd probably also, she, like Arathis, the god of civilization, you're more likely to find kind of in cities and in more populated areas. It also just seems like Ayun generally, like, where there's, like, most of her temples double as libraries. Okay. Can I also just sort of flip through the rest of the book like a picture book and see if there are any gods or things that catch my eye. Sure, uh, make an insight check for me. Twelve. Yeah, you flip through this book, um, you see a picture of, uh, you catch a picture of Avandra, who you recognize, uh, cause, you know, you've seen her. The picture I've in the book- Ivandra. Yeah, the picture of the book is, like, kind of close, but not 100% accurate. You're kind of I like, say, hmm. wow, this must be the same guy who did the painting in the embassy. <laughs> um, so you recognize that. Uh, you also catch a, I will say that toward the back of the book, uh, you come upon a section that says, like, disputed deities and you see that there's one uh paragraph that references uh the lurker in the deep finn is sitting right there across from hey! you i say hey finn that's my dad <laughs> look the book. it's it's him uh there isn't a picture of the lurker there's just I sort wave of... to the page of the book that he's in <laughs> <laughs> it just says the lurker in the deep and then there's like a note that's kind of like deity of chaos and the depths uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disputed as to origins and whether this is actually a god. Oof. And that's kind of most of what it seems to say. Finn, you have disputed origins. <laughs> yeah, what else is new? <laughs> cool. So you spend some time in the library. Um, you want to talk about disputed origins? Go down the hall and talk to Pietro and Wanda. Shut up. <laughs> I'm still doing X Men jokes. <laughs> I actually got that one. That was nice. Um, I would like to, first and foremost, I would like to go to the, like, training place and Mm -hmm. just, like, fuck around and see if there's anybody I can spar with. And if I can fight anybody, that's great. We don't have to actually do it, but I just want to Yeah, there's definitely people who will spar with you. Fighting some people. And I'm going to keep an eye out for Alden. Yeah. Uh, He's around if you want to kind of pull him aside uh he i'll say that one time when you're kind of sparring uh with some someone who kind of seems to be like a like a rogue of some kind they're like a lot lighter on their feet than you are um and you're kind of like matching your sort of strength versus their dexterity um you see alden kind of like leaning against the uh doorway into the kind of gym just sort of watching <laughs> we make really awkward eye contact where like I look at him and then I realize that he's looking at me and I go oh and I look away but then I look back and then the other person punches me in the face yeah you know like you do uh I'm gonna say that Alden actually is gonna talk to you um because he wasn't just kind ah. of like aimlessly there he was clearly like waiting oh. for oh. for your oh. fight to be <laughs> over so he kind of like lingers there until you and the rogue are kind of like shaking hands and you know i want a towel i want a, a sexy sweat towel oh my. <laughs> sure yeah you grab a towel from the stack of towels that's on the bench over by the wall 
because that's how gyms work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't go to gyms. Uh, and you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> uh, ships and gyms, the two things that I pretend <laughs> to know about for this podcast. Ship of jocks. Um, Alden kind of walks over to you as uh, the rogue sort of like waves goodbye and heads off. And Alden comes over and he's like, Starkweather, you got a minute? Uh, hootie, yep. hootie, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Right, let's <laughs> let's walk a bit. Um, he kind of leads you like out of the gym and sort of just kind of to like a path out the back of the house that sort of leads like along where there's more kind of like stuff outside. You see, there's some like what looks like a garden because they're growing some food here for part of them eating and stuff like oh my that. God, is this romantic? <laughs> going a lot and he this is i'm gonna say this is after you guys have been there for like a couple days um and he he's like so you guys are heading out to gillsbury after this right yeah that seems to be the plan right i just you know in the interest of sharing information and making sure that people know what they're getting themselves into um you know, I was uh, doing some digging into information in Dermator. We've been over this. Um, and Yes, you're an accountant. Yeah, I'm an accountant, exactly. Uh, Nell had asked me to look into one Reagan Starkweather and see if there was any sort of outstanding stuff at the Capitol that would potentially get you in trouble. Um, so I did. And as Nell told you, I couldn't find much because it was all, you know redacted blacked out that's insane to me that this oh god i can't get over that yeah it's it's weird i'm that's why i'm telling you about it because it's it's weird that that was super weird true he sort of nods and kind of looks looks at you curiously and he says i don't want to pry but you didn't have anyone come visit you while you were there did you um uh, yeah, there, well, I, I get, I figure you'd know, it was, uh, Retvol. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of, ended up in, I don't want to say solitary, and I don't want to say laboratory, and the, w- words are hard, but. Yeah. Solibratory. <laughs> where everyone's having a good time. <laughs> That's Solaris's pharmaceutical side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no um he uh i don't want to say i don't want to say he experimented on me but that, that sounds so weird but uh yes uh the point being that yes uh red, red Ball was was there because you've got you have magic right i know a little bit about your history yeah yeah uh dragons yeah yeah but it was uh, it was just Redfall, no one else yeah it's just him. Because here's what's so interesting about this, right? Retfall doesn't... If he was really interested in you, you wouldn't be here. You would have been taken to a different island where he actually experiments on people. And you would not be in the same condition you're in currently. Uh, the fact... What happened based on what I looked at, is that somebody else got you released. Someone pulled some strings in the capital 
and got you just let free, which means that they were pulling some pretty serious strings to kind of overrule whatever Retval wanted to do. Hey, do you have any idea who or why? No. That's what I couldn't find. That's deeply concerning to me. Yeah. I thought it might well, be. Could I, uh, who, who could that possibly be? I mean, I don't know who my dad is. My mom's probably dead. I hope she is. I mean, th there's nobody... It why? Yeah, no one likes Regan. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> you're not here. <laughs> Regan? Nobody knows I exist. Really. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I just know someone wanted you to not, well, someone wanted you to, <sighs> uh, Regan, make an insight check. <laughs> Oh my god. Is that in that 20? Buy me some of these goddamn <laughs> dice, okay? Yeah, it's in that 20. What does that come to total? Uh, 23. Okay. Um, Alden is uncomfortable, and it looks like it has nothing to do with you. Um, he is... This is an uncomfortable subject for him to talk about, and... I think with with a nat 20, you pick up on, strangely enough, a hint of jealousy. Ooh. Mm. And a little bit of a sense of kind of like almost resentment toward you, which is not something you kind of expected or had felt from him before. But as he's as he says this, there's a little hint of resentment there. Kind of cock my head and I look at him and something kind of kind of clicks. And I'm like, you too? <sighs> Yeah. Mm. What's yeah. your deal? Well, uh, he pulls his hands out of his pockets and he kind of looks down at them and sort of wiggles his fingers a little. And he goes, so, you know, I grow up on Lithios, as you do. I <laughs> get to be old enough to join the army, and I do, as you do. As I... you do. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, you're <laughs> not here. I, I can still listen. And ever since I was a little kid, I had the ability to do a little bit of magic. Little kind of sparks from your fingers, little illusions, fun stuff like that. I didn't, I was never too good at it and I didn't mess around with it that much because it's, you know, it can be dangerous to have kind of wild magic that you don't really know what you're doing with it. Mm. Um, but I was getting, you know, better and stronger. Um, and then... They put out a call to soldiers for people who have magic, especially magic that was innate to them that they've always had rather than that they learned from somewhere to, um, you know, get a little bit more pay in order to go and kind of report and talk to this doctor and have him, you know, sort of talk to you about your magic was how it was phrased. Uh... And then instead of, I mean, they talked and then also strapped me down to an operating table, knocked me out, and I woke up with no magic anymore. And I don't have it and haven't since. So, you know, now I'm good with a blade and other things and, you know, I, I adapted, but I don't have magic. That's pretty fucked up. It is pretty fucked. Yeah, extremely fucked up. So yeah, what I'm saying explains is... Explains a lot, actually. So my guess is that somebody out there didn't want Retval to drain you of your magic the way he did to me and the way he's done to others. Well, that's deeply fucked up, is what that is. Uh, well, 
Thank you for telling me that. I get the sense you don't get to tell people that. Always. No, I don't. It's kind of a... I don't... It's kind of a weird subject to it's broach. It's kind of a heavy... A heavy thing to drop on someone. Yeah, like, yeah. what am I going to do with this? Sitting in the mess hall and be like, by the way, right. I want to experiment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, Alden, I just saw your newsletter you put out. <laughs> weird stuff, bud. <laughs> uh, Can I unsubscribe? <laughs> and so that's why you're here now. Oh, that's, yeah, that's why I'm... To get back Oh, at him. I mean, revenge is nice. Mostly I just want to know what the fuck he was doing, why, what he's using my magic for, and it would be nice to make sure he doesn't keep doing it to people, because he definitely is. Oh, okay, so you are both smarter and a better person than I am. I respect that about Mm. you. Pretty low bars. Hey, if you're going for vengeance, it's going to lead to the exact same end, so. Well, I guess I'll see you there then. Guess I will. He kind of claps you on the back and he's like, just keep an eye out, all right? Yeah. Yeah, you too. Watch yourself. Um, and then we kiss. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was worth the try. There's no emotional resolution in that. <laughs> yes, there is. You're just horny. Yes, and? Um, so that happens kind of on the second day. On the third day that you guys are there. Um, unless anybody else has anything else they want. I mean, I also just wanted to see if I could snoop around and figure out what they already know about Lithios, but I don't know if there's anything more than what the adventure's already. Not really. It looks like the adventure was pretty, you can get more details and stuff like that, um, just from, like, talking to people. What you, the sense you get from talking to people, um, is that, like, everybody knows a little bit about different things, Mm -hmm. and they're sort of, you're a high charisma guy, um, you're able to kind of, like, talk to people about things but there's everything in this organization is kind of shrouded in layers of secrets Mm -hmm. um on the kind of morning of the third day as the three of you are eating breakfast in the mess hall together um shiloh comes up to you guys and she's i would like to pet the dog is rosie there yeah she actually doesn't have the dog with her she doesn't have the dog with her at the moment (sighs) Uh, but she comes up to you guys and she's like when she walks up i immediately look around for rosie and like sort of start (laughs) pouting when i see she's not there she's like are you looking for rosie no. Yeah. She's downstairs in the workshop. Hey, once you guys are done with breakfast, come downstairs. I've got some stuff to give you, and also we're done with your ship. Oh. Well, all right then. Yay. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you want a coffee or anything? She's like, nah, I've already had two cups. Let's let's go downstairs. Shiloh, it's eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. What's your problem? I've been up since six. Okay. Can't relate. Uh, I I have I have as well, but Malachi doesn't need caffeine. Uh, she leads you guys downstairs to her workshop, um, which I'm calling it her workshop. It's not just hers. Uh, there's like a big kind of space downstairs where it looks like most of the actual artificering in the artificer, Archaeological Artificers Association goes on. Um, it's a big workshop. There's like a bunch of different tables and stuff like that, kind of like uh, gears turning and things that are kind of like sparking with uh, what kind of magical energy and then also kind of technological energy. Um, you see that there's a few different people working here. There's like an Aarakocra who's kind of like, uh, which is like a bird person. <laughs> Love those guys. <laughs> there's a couple of other people who are sort of in here. Um, you take a look around, you see that there's all kinds of like fun looking items and stuff. There's like a couple of suits of armor, some helmets. Um, in the corner, there's all kinds of like 
materials like wood and metal kind of stacked around the sides. You also see there's some like barrels of stuff. There's like a big barrel of sand and like a big barrel of dirt. Um, there's an enormous- I go to the barrel of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you see, yep, there's a bit, it's just dirt. Uh, next to the barrel of dirt, there's an enormous barrel of salt, like 200 pounds or something of salt. And there's like this itty bitty little cauldron sitting on top of it um, that has like pictures of like stuff on the side. Um, God, so evocative. <laughs> Um, there's little, there's bears on the side of the cauldron. There you go. So that's where they come from. (laughs) Uh, I asked Shiloh where's the dirt from. Shiloh just kind of like shrugs at you and she's like, I don't know, it's dirt. What do you mean, where does it come from? Oh, I don't, I I put my hand on it. (laughs) It's dirt? It's like a nice quality kind of like soil. Okay, I rub it between my fingers a little bit and I say mine's better. Megan, he's doing it again. <laughs> Not like that, you little perv. I pet the dog. Uh, yeah, Rosie is here, uh, and she kind of like comes over to you, and you pet her. Yes. Um, you see that there's like a rack of cloaks hanging on the wall. One of them is like covered in like eye decor. The one hanging on the end of the rack, you see, has "What do you think of my cloak?" written on the back. <laughs> um, I, I point it out, and I look at Reagan. <laughs> How's my driving? <laughs> And then there's like a few kind of books, but unlike the ones that are in the um, library, these look like books that are mostly like kind of like magical books. So there's like a spell book that has like a purple flower on the cover. Um, There's like a a few different kind of books. There's also what looks like a pair of sunglasses just sitting casually (laughs) on the side of the uh, side of the room. Oh, dibs. Shiloh leads you guys over to a particular table where she has, it looks like, a selection of items set up. Um, And she's kind of like, all right, we want to make sure that we equip you guys before you kind of go into danger. So I've got some stuff to give you. Um, She says, first, here's this. And she pulls out what looks like, it it looks like it's like a six-pack carrier, except (laughs) that it has six uh, little potions in it. Oh. Um, You see that she points them out to you. She's like, I look... At Reagan warily. <laughs> She's like, all right, so these potions, uh, you've got two of your kind of standard healing potions. This will give you just a little bit of healing. We've also got two greater healing potions for you. Packs a little bit more of a punch. Um, and then these two are potions of water breathing. Come in handy in a place where you can't breathe underwater. It only oh. gives you like an hour. So make sure you use them sparingly. But, you know, we've got two, two potions of water breathing. She then points out and she's like, now, um... I know some of you kind of have more affinity with the dark than others, um, but you, Malachi, I, I got you these. I thought you might, these might come in handy. Uh, there's like a pair of goggles um, that she hands you and she's like, these let you see in the dark. I'm not a swimmer. Please tell me they're ugly. It's just like a massive minor headlamp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it is. No. <laughs> like mole in Atlantis where they telescope. <laughs> I I look at them and I miss where she said they're dark vision goggles and I do like a really fake smile. Oh, thanks. I, I love them. <laughs> Great, thought you would. Um, I've also got this for you, Malachi, and she uh pulls out a set of armor of plate mail. Ooh. Um, <gasps> and you see that the that the plate has these like drawings of or this kind of design that looks like seaweed kind of around the edges of it. I say, oh geez. And she says, uh, 
Well, there's only two potions of water breathing and three of you, but Malachi's not going to need one because um, this is called the Mariner's Plate. Um, what it does is, you know, it's plate armor. It lets you breathe underwater. Um, and then if you're if you go unconscious under the water, uh, it bobs you to the top like a life jacket. Ooh. Finn, you think what I'm thinking? As, as Shiloh explains all this, my know. eyes get so wide, and I like I, I almost do like grabby hands for it, but I like make myself slow down, and I like. Can I have one of those too? Uh, I've got something else for you, actually. Thank you. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, we wanted to, like I said, wanted to make sure you guys have. It Wait, Reagan, need. what were you thinking? I was thinking that we should get Malachi underwater and knock him out and make him go wee. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I was not thinking that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I look at Reagan. I'm like, you think you can knock me out, Reagan? We've had this conversation. You, me, Ben's with Fighting Pit. Let's go. <laughs> Nurgle, they're doing it again. <laughs> Malachi and I kiss. No. <laughs> no emotional resolution yet. <laughs> um, She looks at you, Reagan, and she grabs a... Uh, Oh man, I thought it was my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go next, Finn? We you, can deal you with can you next. That's go also next. fun. Okay. Fine, fine, fine. Um, she ignores what she was about to grab and instead grabs a small pouch um, and hands it to you, Finn. And you open it to see that there are three vials in here. Um, just kind of like little vials. And she's like, now- Wow, my very own vials. <laughs> yeah, they've got stuff in them. Just give me a minute. Um, <gasps> oh my God. are- <laughs> These are an item that I've kind of been working with lately. Me and Rio have been working with them. Um, and they're like, it's a little experiment. Oh yeah, I think I saw them earlier dancing on the sand. <laughs> it's a little experimental. So I don't know, we haven't really tested it yet, but it should come in really handy. And it should come in handy for all three of you, but I think it'll help Finn the most, which is why I'm giving it to him. Each of these vials, if you spend one minute just kind of holding it up to your nose and like wafting, wafting in the fumes, you gain the benefits of resting for a whole hour in just a minute. I say Finn is only 19. I don't know if he should be doing that sort of stuff. I haven't done poppers in so long. <laughs> exactly like that. And it's, it can be very useful in situations where you you know, don't have the time to sit down and take a breather for a whole hour, but want to, you know, regain a little bit of health and maybe a little bit of magic, too. Wow. You said a short rest? Perfect. Yeah, mechanically, this lets you take a short rest in a minute. And uh, also mechanically, are these each single use? or? So that's what she's going to keep explaining. So if if you do it more than once in a day, so each one each one can be used once per day. If you, if the same person does it more than once per day, it, it'll kind of wipe you out a little bit. You gain the benefits from the short rest. You gain the benefits from the short rest, but you gain a level of exhaustion too. Oh. So it's like whippets. So you automatically gain a level of exhaustion, but you do get to take another short rest. So it might still be worth it. And then she says, third caveat, if you're really in a pinch, you can drink it. That only takes an action and gives you the benefits of a short rest in an action, but then it's gone then you've used it and you can't use it anymore even for the thing that takes a minute. Actually, we'll say it's potion rules. So bonus action to drink yourself, action to give to someone else, but then it's consumed and you don't have it anymore. Make sense? Yes. Thanks. So she hands you this little vial of this little pouch of vials and you have them now. 
Um, and then she looks at Reagan and she goes, Reagan, uh, I have this for you. And she reaches back and grabs a war hammer. Oh, fuck like a yeah. A two-handed hammer with a long handle. And she hands it to you and she says, this is a pretty good war hammer. It's a plus one war hammer uh, for, you know, speaking purposes. Uh, and then it also lets you do kind of a couple of funky kind of maneuverability things. I'm not even going to try to explain this in character. Um, but this has a, a couple of special abilities. It's going to let you do... So, Battlemaster fighters have these things called maneuvers. It's mm-hmm. going to let you do the rally and the menacing attack from the Battlemaster features. And we can look those up after this. But basically, um, it lets you either grant temporary hit points to your allies. Or you can also use it to um, scare a foe that you're fighting and attempt to make them frightened of you. Um, and I'll give you more details about, I think I'm going to say that you, it, that you have 2d8 superiority dice. Um, I'll give that to you. Shiloh, you know me so well. That shit is lit. She goes, yeah, thanks. I, it's kind of my job to, you know, make sure everyone's got the equipment they need. So. This must have been extremely expensive. Yeah, you know. What do we owe you? Oh, you guys, you know, you're part of the association now. This is the perks of doing dangerous shit as you get cool Unlimited shit. funding! <laughs> Yeah, or, you know, limited... Can I get this engraved? Get what engraved? The pouch? The, the pouch, yeah. She goes, yeah, what do you want it engraved with? Just, like, Finn. Okay, great. She, like... <laughs> my name. She takes it and, like, turns around and pulls out, like, a little, like, sharp Like object. when Reagan got engraved brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, they're not engraved, they're studded. Finn's spear is engraved. Yeah, uh, yeah. My spear is also engraved with my name. I think your brass knuckles should be engraved, too, just saying. With what? Fucking you. Reagan. <laughs> it's just, like, a leather pouch, so she just carves the word Finn into it with a little sharp tool and hands it back it's to you. It's perfect. I, when when Shiloh says that we don't owe her anything, I, like, I'm like, do they? You, you get, you get, you guys get, you get paid for this, right? Yeah, I mean. They pay you? Yeah, we, we're getting paid. Yeah, I'm definitely richer than I ever expected to be in my life. But <laughs> Okay, you know, well, also... we, don't, we don't need... I don't know that we need to be rich here, but... Okay. Malachi, <laughs> you're not a monk. You know that, right? <laughs> what am I... I mean, all this gold. What am I going to... I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> no, no, you can't have it because you're just going to spend it on stupid shit. When have I... <laughs> okay, great. Shiloh goes, oh... There was one more thing that I almost forgot about because, you know, I don't really care. But um, she reaches, <laughs> she reaches back life. to the table behind her and grabs uh, three kind of folded uh, <gasps> cloth things and she hands it to each other. She's like, I don't know. The adventurer said that this was like a specific stipulation of you guys oh, yeah, working this is with a deal us. Breaker. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad that someone told Better me be good. to make sure I made them. But here you go. Um, you guys see that each of you are handed a jacket uh which is like it's just kind of like you know a windbreaker um can they says, be like letterman like varsity letterman jackets that's basically what they're like yeah and it says a a a three letters kind of right over well the, usually it's just one letter where the letter would be this will help us stay undercover and then they each have your names on the back oh my <laughs> yes. this this feels like it's gonna be very bad for you know stealth purposes she's like yeah honestly i don't know when you would wear these because frankly going around and out like we are like our organization is being actively hunted by the most powerful government in Let the seas. Them come. i say i i see all of us holding out i say 
I've got it. Hold on. I take everyone's jackets. I give Finn the Malachi jacket. I give Reagan the Finn jacket, and I take the Reagan jacket. And then I look at the Reagan jacket, and I say, no, actually, hold on. And I switch so that I have the Finn jacket, and Reagan has the... No. Finn has the Reagan jacket. <laughs> it doesn't work. Either way, you and I are wearing crop jackets. Yep. And Finn's jacket is enormous on him now. Look, I have a robe. <laughs> And, um, um, mm-hmm. I, like, cough awkwardly and, like, dart my eyes between Shiloh and Nurgle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nurgle's eyes are narrowed, and he is staring Shiloh down, and she's like, I don't, a jacket's gonna hamper his ability to fly. <laughs> Do you have any fries? God. I think that would satisfy him. Does anybody have any fries? <laughs> she like calls out. The Aarakocra pulls fries out of their pocket. <laughs> and kind of like holds them out. And Nurgle like flaps over and starts eating these fries. And the Aarakocra kind of like nods at you guys. That's that's bird rights is what that is. <laughs> I would like to give Shiloh a hug if she could sense. Okay. Yeah, she gives you a hug. Can I pick her up and spin her around? No. Damn. <laughs> Careful, Reagan. You almost knocked over my bowl of water. <laughs> Why do you still have that? Did you bring that down with you, Finn? I'm focusing. Please don't spill water on anything in here if it can be avoided. Yeah, um, she gives you a hug um, kind of awkwardly. She seems like not really a hug person, but she gives you a hug. I love her. Um, and she's like, yeah, no problem, you guys. Um, if you need anything else, if there's anything, I mean, if you also, that's what I've got in terms of magical shit, but if you want any, like, normal weapons or equipment, just let me know. Is Shiloh older or younger than me? She's probably about your age, maybe a year or two older. Wow. My big young. sister! <laughs> and she's like, oh, and your ship is also done. Um, I don't have much experience with ships and stuff like that, but uh, Rio was working on it. Um, and she leads you over to a uh, gnome with kind of like pigtails um, who seems to be working on it. And you see your ship. Uh, the Okay, so here's... I should have asked you about this earlier. Um, but you would have been asked on like the first day, the artificers would have asked you like, hey, do, what do you want us to do to your ship? Do, yeah. do you want us to? What color do you want it to be? Do you want us to rename it? Keep the flame decal. Yep. Now that was a given. Uh, ballistas. <laughs> Maybe improve the flame de- decal a little bit. Okay. Oh yeah. What should what, what should its name be? Oh shit. Uh, Matt Black. I want it to be Matt no. Black, and I want ballistas. <laughs> oh, the ship. I thought you were saying mm-hmm. the name. I'm like, that's just like a guy's <laughs> name, Reagan. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they can put two ballistas on it. Um. Nurgle. <laughs> I look at Nurgle, I'm like, there's only one Nurgle. Ah! Nurship. No. <laughs> I kind of like Nurship. <laughs> no. We cannot keep idolizing this man. <laughs> Nurgle worked because it was kind of funny, you know, with the, the pun or whatever, but I, no. You know what? Last time there was a ship associated with that man, didn't end well. That's true. The shadow of prophecy. God, you're so dramatic. Uh, I feel like we need to just, like, out of character hack this Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, so we can cut it. Are we cool with Matt Black? <laughs> That's not a name! <laughs> it's not just the name! <laughs> As the finish! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. 
I was saying it would be kind of funny to name it Max Black, too. <laughs> what if we just give it, like, a human name? Like, this is my ship. Edgar. Edward. <laughs> Timothy. Um. Matt Black is so funny. Shit. Matt Black. That's still my favorite. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Honestly, I am I'm down with Matt Black. <laughs> you also can rename your ship again or buy a new ship. That's you don't true. know that's what's true. gonna happen to this ship. Alright, all in favor of Matt Black, say aye. 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 Yeah. Great. Um, I also wanna add that in addition to the ship itself being Matt Black the color, uh, mm -hmm. I want there to be a really cool mast, or uh, what are those, the figures on the front, what are they called? Prow. Figurehead. Figurehead, prowhead. Yeah. The figurehead, which is on the prow. Yes. Can it have titties? Look at Andy, knowing about ships. Yeah. I think the figurehead should be the boss, then, if we're naming the ship. <laughs> <laughs> like, just an, <laughs> an accurate sculpture of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Wait, what if it was Nurgle? I thought about Nurgle, but I think I'd rather have the boss. <laughs> He'll protect us on the Great. open seas. Okay, this is canonical now. So, when they hand your ship back to you after all that, it is matte black with a flame decal on the side. has two ballistas on it. It's named matte black in tiny little white lettering. Hold on, how is matte spelled? Don't ask. No, we, we'll never specify. <laughs> matte black and has a figurehead, which is an accurate rendering of Bruce Springsteen. Shirtless. Excuse me, address him by his title. The boss, you're correct. Okay. Can we just say, I don't want the lettering to be white. I want it to be sparkly green. Great. Why <laughs> green? Gold. No, green. To match the flame decal. To match me. Okay, bitch, I'm driving. You get your, you get your flames and your ballistas. It's my ship. Finn gets to be on the water. You gotta give me something. <laughs> the flame was not my idea. But tell me you don't love it. Oh, shut up. Okay. Reagan is so, Guy Fieri adjacent. <clears throat> Listeners, after a 20-minute discussion about names that we cut out. Probably longer, actually. <laughs> no, it's been almost exactly 20 minutes because I kept an eye on it so I know how long the episode is. Um, so, uh, this little gnome uh, who looks like she's about Finn's age um, hands you back this ship which, and she's kind of like, okay, so we made the modifications that you guys specified. Um, you know, it's painted black now. Uh, it's also named matte black, Wait. as you specified. What? You know, matte black. The, the, I look at the Reagan. Reagan. Well, I told them to make it matte black. We we said you didn't get to name the it, ship. We said it would be matte black. Yeah. It's stealthy. Yeah, that's the... I'm I'm sorry. Hold on. Is the the ship the ship is matte black? Yes. But the ship is also matte black. Yes. Oh Jesus. Finn looks at the camera and smiles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flame decal on the side. You know the name is painted in glittery green letters. Good. Um, good. Also, we carved a figurehead uh, that looks like the boss. According to my um, our, our specifications. Yeah, according to your notes, the very detailed description that you gave uh, me. Malachi, of the boss. why did you already have those blueprints? <laughs> you don't. The army does strange things, Finn. The what? Who? 
There's also two ballistas on it now, so you can shoot with them. Um, they're just kind of normal. So then also, we managed to preserve it, you know, in terms of the stuff you actually asked us for. We managed to uh, preserve the kind of the way that it sort of sails on its own without needing a crew. Um, but we did have to dispel most other magical effects. We kind of cast a spell magic on it a few times just to make sure there wasn't anything funky going on. Um, so the bidet may not work anymore. So sorry oh, about that. what's the point? <laughs> Didn't sorry, need it. You know, sacrifices had to be made. Um, but we were pretty sure we got rid of any lingering magical effects that could possibly be harmful. It was a party yacht, it looks like, so not that many. However, Solari, the person you stole this from, might still be able to recognize it. Um, Does it still shrink? And it still shrinks, yeah, as you can see by the fact that it's shrunk right here, right now. Oh. Um, she pulls it out. and um, <laughs> oh, I thought this was just the proof. But it should still, it's seaworthy and everything like that. So you guys should be good to go whenever you're ready. Hey, hey, Shiloh. I think it's A plus worthy. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, and you guys have your magical items. You have your ship. You have your mission. Um, um, before we leave the workshop, yes. I, I just want to take a glance around and see if there's anything that I don't know if I would be able to recognize her work after like not being there for so long, but if there's anything there still from Nira. You can... Make a perception check. I suppose I could always just ask, but you, you know me. You could ask also. <laughs> um, well, that's a four, so. <laughs> yeah, you don't perceive, you perceive a lot of random artificer stuff. Uh, that, that makes me so sad. Oh my God, Shiloh wasn't there when we talked about Nira. I don't know if I want to open that can of worms. When I don't recognize anything, I feel bad about that and embarrassed, okay. so I don't ask. You feel sad and leave the workshop. <laughs> Um, I want to pat Rosie goodbye. I give her a kiss on her mushy face. She wags her little uh, metal tail and there's a creaking sound. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, do you... Let's hit the waves. All right. Yeah, hit the waves. Um, the adventurer does come down to the beach to see you guys off and kind of shakes all of your hands. Um, and so does Nell. Uh, and I'll say... Is it just us going? No one else is coming? Yeah, it's you guys are oh. a team. You go out in a trio, Damn. as you do. And they sort of shake your hands, tell you to be safe. We're actually a quartet. <laughs> Ocean's 3.5, as I've said. Is Alden there? Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> he comes down to the beach to see you Jeez. off, shakes your hand, does one of those, like, you know, forearm handshakes. Oh, yes. And you guys. What does Alden smell like? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Sometimes you can just think things to yourself. Okay. <laughs> you guys get on. You, you, oh, do you want them to reset the command word for the ship? Because they can do that oh. too. Oh, God. All right, guys, another 20 minutes. I almost <laughs> brought that up earlier. Solstice uh, isn't good. Because that reminds me of Solaris, and I don't like him. Nergil. No. <laughs> <laughs> what's, a, what's a word that would never be said on the ocean? Dry. Sandstorm. <laughs> Car insurance. We say that a lot. <laughs> I think we should just keep solstice. It's too hard to think of a new we'll one. We'll think of a new one later. Yeah. Great. So you say the command word, you throw the boat out onto the ocean, um, and you guys, you know, row up to it, get on, and set course for Gillsbury. Um, it takes another couple days of travel to get to Gillsbury. It's pretty easy because you guys don't have to do much sailing other than, you know, being captains of the ship. Um, Finn. I don't actually know where Galesbury is. 
I've just been going in a direction. First star on the left and straight on till morning, sir. It's daytime, Finn. Oh, oh, wait a second. <laughs> Finn, like, kneels down. Don't you see him, like, drawing paint. a map in the air with his fingers, trying to keep track of where things are. I, I tap. And eventually, eventually he gets good directions. I tap Nurgle on the head, and I'm like, do you have a GPS function? Wow. Ah! Nurgle, uh, actually, like, looks at you and kind of nods um oh, oh, and sick flies to the front of the ship and kind of like points his head in a direction oh you fucking um, and beauty then, you notice too that like the the natural kind of turning of the ship and reagan as you're kind of captaining it that the it almost feels like you're being steered as if the ocean itself kind of is like oh. pointing you in a direction <laughs> and finn you remember that your dad had told you that you should go home yeah. Oh my I god. Shout, Thanks over the side. Oh, Finn, no offense to your dad, but this is, this is freaky. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> freaky. I know, right? As soon as we cross into Lithios controlled waters, I start pacing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that happens eventually as you guys kind of sail. You're basically sailing around, and you can give it kind of a wide berth rather than taking necessarily the most direct route, which would take you basically right by the mainland. That would be wise. Because Gillsbury yeah. is just kind of. Gillsbury is its own small island just south of the main island of Lithios. And you guys set your course for it. You sail for a couple of days of, again, almost remarkably peaceful sailing. Things are just, the way is opening in front of you. It's quiet. Too quiet. <laughs> and you guys... Sorry, what was that? I was focusing on my bowl of water. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I sing she... I sing, I sing she shanties to myself. Great. <laughs> Um, and after a I couple meditate. of days of very peaceful sailing, uh, Finn, you kind of see oh. the familiar shores. Yes, Malachi? While we're sailing, I want to figure out how to don my armor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll assume you guys, you know, you put on your armor, um, you attune to whatever you need to attune to, you get your long rests in. It takes me like 20 minutes to tie the pouch onto my belt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel both- It's just that the string is like too small. I can't get it to loop. Malachi, Malachi, help. Oh, fine. I tie a knot just like Reagan showed me. Wow, Malachi, great job. I've seen better. I rip the pouch and I go to throw, I go to throw the pouch over the edge of the ship. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I glare at Reagan as I carefully retie the knot. <laughs> Um, and after a couple of days of peaceful sailing, Finn, you begin to see the familiar shores of Gillsbury. Mm. Um, Reagan and Malachi, this is a very ordinary looking village. There are well, this little, is boring as shit. Yep, there are little houses <laughs> with kind of little roofs. Um, it's even more as kind of like, it gives you similar vibes to Still Sky of being just kind of like a small community. And as you draw nearer, you guys kind of see there's like a little dock. Um, your ship is by far the biggest one anywhere near. Mostly there's kind of like little small fishing vessels nearby. God, it's just like I imagined. <laughs> um, then you've, you've been here. <laughs> no, I mean having the biggest ship. <laughs> as you approach, you see that there's kind of like mostly like little. It looks like there's maybe kind of like a couple hundred people who live here like this is a tiny village 
and you you sort of arrive. Do you, so how close do you guys want to get? Do you want to like, because you can pull your big ship as close as you can get it to the dock. That seems like a very bad idea to me. Or you can do kind of what you did before where you sort of bring your rowboat off, shrink the ship, and then go closer. I think we should do that. Launch the surf. Yeah, okay. we're not we're not equipped to actually have big ships land on our little dock. <laughs> we would definitely capsize a couple fisher boats. <laughs> like a cruise ship rolling up. The the plate armor feels good, but I feel very weird about being back in full plate mail and also pulling up on a tiny little village like this. <laughs> I feel fine about it. I feel great. <laughs> cool. I do I do the Titanic thing on the prow. Of the robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, before we get into the rowboat, before we shrink the ship, I say, I'm the king of the world! You put and your hands on- And then I shrink on... the ship. <laughs> Reagan and I are already in the rowboat. <laughs> you put your hands on Bruce Springsteen's shoulders and do king of the world <laughs> in front of the ship. Um, and yeah, you guys all get in your rowboat, you sink the ship, and you row the boat right up to I'm Salisbury. sorry, we sink the ship? <laughs> you shrink the ship. <laughs> Um, a crowd has gathered, uh, and Finn, you see that kind of, like, as by bringing your big ship this close to the island, and then it suddenly disappearing into oh, thin whoops. air, um, you have attracted the attention of, like, most people in the village, um, and as the robot's coming closer, Finn, you see, uh, you begin to make out kind of, like, faces you recognize and stuff like that in the, uh, people who are gathered on this the shore. This is so exciting! You kind of pull your rowboat up to the dock, Finn, like you've done a million times before. Um, and you see that immediately uh, running up to the boat, kind of as soon as they spotted you, um, you see your two best friends uh, <gasps> running up to the ship. Um, you see. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> So Reagan and Malachi, so everyone is kind of excitedly gathering around all these perfectly normal looking villagers. Um, most of them mostly human, although you see there's kind of a couple of like um, Triton mixed in there. Uh, you see one or two kind of like tieflings, um, but majority human. And you see running up to the boat, um, there is this woman who looks like she's about Finn's age. Um, she has red hair that's kind of like long, but like pulled back in a braid, um, kind of like dimply cheeks, freckles, just this very kind of like sunshiny looking oh person. God. She comes running right up. Uh, a little bit behind her, you see that there is a man, again, looks about Finn's age. Um, he is kind of like, a little bit shorter, kind of skinny. You see he has like little glasses that he like holds onto his face um, with them and they come running right up to the boat. Um, and you see uh, the woman kind of just like, as soon as Finn gets out of the, the boat, just like gives him a big hug and she goes, Finn, oh my goodness, uh, we had no idea you were coming back. Did your ship just like disappear out in the middle of the ocean? What the, What's going on? Oh my God, what? When I turn around. <laughs> Where's our ship? When she like launches and grabs onto Finn, I like tense up a little bit. <laughs> and she, she's like, yeah, we saw, uh, what was this like some kind of like, ooh, like new cool magic that you got and stuff like that? You could say that. Okay. Great! You could say that because it's true. It's magic. That's amazing. I mean, we knew you were going out to kind of like do, you know, see the world and make your fortune and whatever. But like that, I've never seen a ship just shrink like that. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you see, she she lets go of you and uh, the man who Finn, you know, is Min, uh, comes and gives you a big hug. And he's like, 
Great to see you, buddy. It has been so long. We've missed you. Oh, I missed you too. Oh, you guys. <laughs> uh, um, it's only been like maybe. This is the longest we've ever. <laughs> yeah, it's only been a couple months since you've seen them, but they're both like, man, this is like they're acting like they haven't seen Finn in years. This is the longest we've ever been apart. It really. I is. look at Reagan like. Uh... <laughs> We're just like we're. I'm just like going back and forth, hugging one, hugging the other, <laughs> I, hugging one. I kind of I tap Finn on the shoulder and I'm like, uh, "Who are your friends, Finn?" Oh, oh yeah. Hey, hey. Um. All right. So this is Min, uh, the man and the woman, and this is Baleen. Oh my uh, god. They- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, meet Reagan and Malachi. When he says Baleen, Reagan like cough choke laughs. <laughs> Uh, the the man holds out his hand first and he kind of shakes both your hands and he's like, nice to meet you. Uh, my name's Minnow, but everyone calls me oh, Min. I'd like to make uh, um, <laughs> intimidation and or oppose strength. Don't you dare! What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make an intimidation check, Raven. Malachi's trying to appear as, as unintimidating as possible here in his full plate mail with his great axe and his spear and his ma- maul strapped to his back. That uh, intimidation came to a 24. <laughs> Malachi, make me a persuasion check to look not intimidating. <laughs> I want to intimidate Reagan to tell him to cut the shit. Uh, 11. Only a 13. <laughs> Min goes to shake your hand, Reagan, and you kind of like, just like narrow your eyes a little bit, and he like immediately backs off and kind of uh, like looks, he's like, um, uh, nice. I elbow nice Reagan aside and I hold out my hand with like a forced smile. He shakes <laughs> or, No, hand. not forced, but like a smile that's trying to be really nice, but like, he doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> he shakes your hand and is kind of like, um, yeah, nice, nice to meet you. Still looks like distinctly nervous, kind of keeps like side-eyeing Finn. Don't like, worry, they're just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know if that makes it any better. That might make it worse, actually. Um, is, is, hold on, is Minnow taller than Reagan? <gasps> no. Ah. He's, I described him as shorter, Damn. specifically. Well, shorter than me. Yeah. I am two inches shorter than you, Finn. You're three, you're three inches you're shorter three than him. three inches shorter than me. Since when? You're 6'2". He's 6'3", yeah, he has been. I'm six feet. <laughs> you are not, you cannot retcon that. You're absolutely 5'11". Nope, that was, Hannah uh, and I have discussed this, because Alden is 5'11 and three quarters, actually. <laughs> The public will judge you, or me, if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, Min looks sufficiently intimidated. Nice. Baleen looks like a little bit, uh, like she's a little kind of tougher, and she just kind of cheerfully like shakes both your hands. Do I succeed in mitigating it? You no, Malachi. <laughs> you, you do not. <laughs> um, but they're both distinctly kind of like intimidated, and they're kind of like, um, okay, you guys, Finn, it looks like your new friends are really cool. Um, I look at Reagan and I laugh when she says that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to meet someone cool? This is Nurgle. <laughs> uh, Nurgle, like, flaps up onto Finn's shoulder, and Bailey's kind of like, oh, a seagull. And then Nurgle <laughs> goes, Argh! and she's like, oh, yeah, that's a, yep, that's a really good bird. Don't worry, he's just like that. <laughs> Again, I'm really not sure that makes it better. Um, but yeah. He knows my dad. Right. Yes, your dad. Hey, speaking of your dad, your parents are back here. Um, oh. And you see it, Finn. You see my your other parents dad and my kind mom. of making their way 
to the edge of the dock, kind of where you guys are. Uh, they both pull you into a hug. Um, and they're like, your mom's like, oh, son, it is so good to have you back. We, you should have sent word, told us you were coming. We would have, I would have made your favorite dinner. As it is, we're going to have to just kind of eat sandwiches or whatever we've got. Hey. That's fine. You make great sandwiches. Oh I would have said well, word, but it's been sort of a hectic few days. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. I mean, you're out there adventuring and your ship just disappeared. So I don't really, I mean, now you're left with just a robot. Oh my God, my ship disappeared. <laughs> yeah, we all saw it out there. I don't know how you missed it, really. Um, gotcha. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, dear. Um, <laughs> Smiles very indulgently, kind of laughs, clearly is very confused by what possible joke you could be doing when your ship did in fact disappear. Um, oh, this poor woman. Uh, they kind of turn Finn's parents who, um, again, just like the most normal looking people in the world. Um, these like fishermen, uh, very salt of the earth people, kind of turn and to- And salt of the sea. Uh, uh, kind of turn to you. Um, Finn's dad holds out his hand to shake you guys as he says, um, hi, Haddock Fisher. Good to meet oh, you guys. Oh, my fucking um, God, Andrew. <laughs> this is my wife, Pesca. Come on! Uh, and Pesca's like, Pesca Fisher, you can call me Pesca, dears. Uh, don't worry. Or you can call me mom if you want, you know, a oh, lot of the kids around God. the village do. She reaches out and, like, tussles Baleen's hair a little bit. And Baleen's like, okay, I'm, you know, 20 years old now, so. Um, and Finn's parents are like, so, you guys want to come back Finn you and your friends want to come back home have some some good we've got some good you know fish sandwiches like usual and yeah to uh, uh, <laughs> yeah we can I'm sure we have something that we can I pat find. Finn I on mean, the shoulder I'm like I still have sandwiches and muffins in my bag Finn you'll be fine do you have any ale Reagan there's people have ale yes <laughs> definitely how, around how we old don't do really his parents keep it look? in the house but um like middle age like yeah, middle age, like parents age, maybe a little bit on the older side. Okay. Um, in terms of parents, but you know, <laughs> they're not like young though. They weren't like, oh, here's a baby. We are too young to have one of our own, but we'll take this one. No. Okay. It looks like maybe the opposite. Okay. Happened, where they were like on the old Aww. side to be having a baby, and then there was. Oh one. my God, Finn is uh, Lizzie. The copper kettles. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt a bond with her right from the beginning. Does Finn is Lizzie, and they lead you guys back to Finn's house. Uh, Finn, do you want to describe the house you grew up in? Yeah, um, it's pretty unremarkable. <laughs> you know, it's made of wood. It's got, it's not like tiny, like it has multiple rooms at least. Um, but you know, it's not an impressive architectural masterwork, but you know, it gets the job done. Yeah, Sorry, I like- I didn't prepare a description of this Enter thing. very hesitantly okay. and sort of like carefully. Pretty average house for a small village. Thatch roof. You guys see as just as you're walking through Gillsbury that like this is very clearly a village that is about fishing and where the industry is fishing. There's like there's nets everywhere, kind of fishing poles and stuff like that. Um, people kind of there's like, you know, ev everything kind of like it's about dinner time when you guys get there. So it, it smells like you can smell but smells like very delicious fish cooking um, in grimaces. There's, uh, you know, just kind of like, it's sort of like like what touristy coastal towns are trying to emulate mm -hmm. when they just kind of have like ocean yeah. motifs everywhere. It's like that, but authentic. Um, I'm making myself hungry. Everybody's wearing cable knit sweaters. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, there's my favorite piece of driftwood. Wow. <laughs> um, you guys walk past a building that looks like um, like a chapel of sorts. Mm. Um, that kind of has like a nice little steeple, and you see, you guys see that it has the symbol of uh, Melora, of the the old god of the sea, um, over the door. Um, you also take note that outside the chapel there is a bench, and in front of the bench there is a chalkboard. <gasps> there oh it my is. god! <laughs> I like as we're walking uh, by it. Takes me back. I I like I want to go over there and take a look at it. Yeah, um, you go over there, you take a look at the, um... I, like, gently run a hand over the bench. I was like, oh my god, so this is what it's like. Uh, make me a perception check. Is this yeah. really what it's like, though? Gonna make me roll for everything. Yes, I it's am. It's almost That's like it's game. D&D. It's a five. A five? Okay, you don't know, it's just a bench. You don't no, notice. I'm sorry, it's a seven. It's still just a bench. You don't notice anything in particular. You do, however, kind of as you guys take a pause here, uh, you see um, that Min kind of like elbows Finn in the ribs and it's like, yeah, there's there's the old bench. Uh, <laughs> wow. Remember that time we sat there and were educated? <laughs> God, I sure do. Every day for many years. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of times, I guess. Okay, we get <laughs> it. Think about it really was um as you guys are kind of lingering out here looking at the bench um you see that an older man comes out of the chapel and is like finn you're home father c he comes over he gives you a big hug kind of claps you on the back um this kind of like kind of older rounder man uh with like white hair and a very kindly face um and he sort of like greets Finn very happily and is like, ah, we had no idea you were coming, but you know, I thought that I felt on the wind and heard in the waves that you'd be coming back soon. You could, you yep. could tell all that just from... <laughs> the wind and the waves are reliable like that. <laughs> they sure are. They certainly are. Hey, look at this. And I cast Minor Illusion and make like a fish floating in the air. Oh, you're getting better and better with that every day. You know, and he... uh holds up his hand and also casts minor illusion and there's like a little uh a little another little fish that kind of comes and swims around yours and uh he sort of smiles friendlily and it's like make sure you stop by and talk with me once you're you know i want to hear all about your adventures yeah are you going are you going to be in town for long i think so well actually i have no idea hmm I okay. well, that's... would like to make an insight check on this kindly old fish priest. I also would like to do that. Sure, go ahead and make insight checks. 19. Ooh, I have an 8. I think this dice tray sucks ass <laughs> and I'm not going to use it. <laughs> it's the dice tray's fault. Um, Malachi, this just seems like a nice man. You can tell he's some sort of... Um, spellcaster looks like probably a divine spellcaster one would presume a priest um uh seems solid uh reagan you don't pick up on any kind of like nefarious or ill intent seems to be like a nice man who is very like affectionate and glad to see finn um but i think that with a 19 you'd also pick up on a little bit just like a little sense of kind of worry um and just like a kind of pervading like nervousness about him as if there's a lot weighing on him um and when he says like make sure you stop by and see me that's like pretty it's like definitely that's not just kind of like an invitation that's like i have something i want to talk to you about that you should make sure you stop by and see me later on Mm. um you guys 
keep walking. Uh, the priest introduce the priest who introduces himself to you two as Father Ceviche um, <laughs> introduces himself to you two. <laughs> um, no, uh, no. <laughs> shakes both of your hands and is like, "I definitely. I'd also love to hear any stories that you all have. You know, we don't. I don't get off the island very much these days. Got to kind of stay and make sure everything's good here. So, um." I love to hear stories from travelers from the outside world. Oh, and, and Malachi, Malachi, Father Ceviche knows a lot about God. I do. I mean, there are yes, a few I'm... different ones, Finn, but... Well, I mean, just, I mean, like, religion in general. The godly <laughs> matters. Godly matters, yes. I do. It's um, what I've made of my life, my life study. It's good to know. He smiles, and you guys continue. Finn's parents keep leading you uh, back on to Finn's home, uh, which, as previously described, you know beautiful adorable little house it has a like one of those signs that says like bless this mess on the wall <laughs> even though the house is very clean and tidy tons of seashell decorations yep tons of seashells uh you guys also notice uh, Reagan and Malachi as you guys are walking that uh, Min and Baleen are kind of walking in the back of the group and that they grab hands. They're holding hands Aww. as they are walking Aww. along with you guys. Oh my God, that's so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys all go in to Finn's house for dinner. Um, Pesca puts together a kind of nice, like there's some nice fried fish and sandwiches. And she kind of is like, she's like, Finn, sweetie, if I knew you were coming home, I'd make sure I had more in the house. I mean, we've got, like, your garden still out back, so we, we were taking care of some of the stuff in there. So, you know, tomatoes and lettuce and yeah, no, yeah, sandwich. I'm, I'm fine with just a salad. Okay, yeah, salad, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hang on, hang on, Andy, can you that. say, Can I want to hear Andy Latai say, I'm fine <laughs> with just a salad. <laughs> Listen, it's called role-play, disappearing into a character. <laughs> Um, so you guys, uh, all get these just, like, delicious fish sandwiches. Like, you guys both grew up, I mean, this is a world of coasts, you've had a lot of excellent fish in your life, but this is, like, a home-cooked meal by a woman who's clearly been cooking fish her whole life. Um, and Finn gets, you know, it's a salad, like, it, it's there, and there's, there's nutrients in it, it's, it's sustenance. Um, Finn is really performatively being like, mm, oh, yeah, oh, that's good, that's the stuff. Malachi Croutons. is really genuinely going, mm, oh my, <laughs> I, like, he, he wants to take another, but he remembers that Finn says his family's impoverished, so he, he holds off. Yeah. I give Mal half of mine. The one thing we don't lack is fish. Yes, Pesca definitely keeps putting fish in front of you. And I will say, you guys, as you look around, you notice that it is kind of definitely very, like, humble dwellings. Mm -hmm. um, and they're sort of, like, pretty small house. They don't have a lot of extra stuff. But what they do have is very kind of cozy and nice and well-kept. And yeah, the, the thing that they don't seem to lack for is fish. And there's plenty of it for all of you. Even well, though if you insist. Pesca had specified that she wasn't expecting guests. Somehow, <laughs> there still just is enough food as there is. And she kind of uh, passes it out to you guys and, and you all sit down at the table and have a lovely dinner. Um, they're all like Min and Baleen and Finn's parents are very interested to hear all about like they're like, so um, Finn, what have you been doing? Like what what uh, t tell us all about it. Baleen kind of like puts her her chin in her hands and is like, tell me, tell me everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. You could also just listen to the podcast from episode one. <laughs> that would sort of catch you up. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I basically, I'm trying to think if there is, 
I tell I tell them all everything except I leave out some details about AAA's whole deal. Okay. So basically, I tell them everything that ha- I tell them we were looking for some magic cubes and that now I decided to visit home. So I definitely okay. hold some stuff back. I look like I want to say something when he talks about the magic cubes, but I hold back. Make me a deception that'll just check. make it more suspicious. Did I ever manage to get a drink? Because I'm just going to bury my face in that and not make eye contact. Right, so rough roll, but it does come to a 14. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, they don't really seem, they don't have any reason to distrust you. So they just kind of like accept it and don't seem to have any. They're just kind of like, oh, like you wanted to come home. That's great. Um, and they sort of like, um, everybody seems to, to buy the story and not see anything suspicious. I in exchange it. a look with Reagan. <laughs> I, I exchange a look with Reagan and Malachi yeah. that just sort of says like, chill. <laughs> I just raise my eyebrows really high and just like look <laughs> down. Is there an animal in this house that I can play with? Finn? There's Nurgle. <laughs> yeah, there's Nurgle. <laughs> hey, Finn, make Nurgle a volleyball again. I think Gillsbury is the kind of place where there's a lot of cats that like just live don't there. belong to anybody but mm. are known and will hang out with people. Most fishing villages ought to have a right. few cats. Mm. Cat. Yeah, so every. the. Your parents and Min and Baleen are just, like, hanging on your every word. Like, when you talk about kind of, like, do you tell them about, like, the cult and the resort and everything? Yeah. As you're talking about the battles, they're, like, gasping and kind of, like, listening along and, like... Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear back uh, on the job application I sent them, too. And your dad goes, oh... You have mail. That explains why we got mail from a resort. I oh. was really wondering. There was a lot. He goes into the back room and he kind of pulls out this small package that is addressed to, it just says Finn Fisher Gillsbury on it. Um, and he hands it to you. I open it. Uh, it is, there was the symbol of the Bluefin Tropical Resort on the outside. As you open it, um, there is a letter um, and then there's like another small kind of parcel um you see you open the letter and it says uh mr finn fisher we are pleased to let you know that your application for employment at the bluefin (laughs) tropical resort has been accepted um you can be hired at the starting price of one gold piece per month uh (laughs) with possibilities for advancement in the future uh duties include you know waiting tables cleaning the resort one gold per month this fucking country club does it say anything (laughs) about oozes uh yeah there is it looks like it's mostly a form letter but kind of like squeezed in at the bottom of the bullet points it is like combat as needed <laughs> the ooze clause as we call it uh signed by ellie Esther. um and then also included in there there's a little parcel and you open it up and you see that there is that it's a little uh container with 10 good berries in it Aww. and there's a little note on it that's like finn hey hope you get this um was thinking of you guys made some more good berries. I don't know if you're going to come work at the resort. It kind of seems like you had other things going on. But like, hey, here's here's some more good berries for you when you get them. Uh, Lee at the bottom. Oh, what a dame. Hey, do you guys remember a Lee? <laughs> Finn. Jamin. I don't know your... <laughs> Uh, there's, uh, these are more of Lee's special good berries that don't expire in 24 hours. Sick. But are otherwise like a casting of the good berry spell. And Finn's dad is like, so, you you know, you got a job. You have multiple job offers, one at this resort and one, you know, being an adventurer or whatever yeah. else you're doing. Oh, hey, that reminds me. Did you get the package I sent? 
Yes, we did. And that was truly, yeah, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. Frankly, we didn't really know what to do with I mean, there was a lot of gold, son. Yeah, hopefully this doesn't lead to, like, an inflation crisis or anything. <laughs> I don't know much about how that works. Yeah, we've been, we've kind of been keeping it on the down low. I mean, these two, you know, they're over at the house all the time. But we didn't want to tell the whole village that we suddenly had, you know, a ton of gold. Um, but it's, I, I've been curious as to what you've been doing that had gotten you this much. And I guess, I mean, I guess all those magical talents of yours came in handy. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, I'm proud of you, son. Thanks. I hug him. <laughs> he gives you a hug um, and kind of like does that dad thing where he kind of like clears his throat really loud because you can tell <laughs> he's trying not to get choked out. Everybody get in here. I lead into Malachi. I'm like, is that a thing that dads do? I look at Reagan. <laughs> you had one. <laughs> not in 17 years and he's dead now. Thank you. <laughs> As you guys are having this sidebar, everybody else gets up from the table and is in like a big group hug around Finn. <laughs> We remain sitting very awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> My mage hand appears behind them and sort of pats them both on the back. <laughs> I pat the mage hand back. Nurgle joins the group hug, um, and then everyone is kind of like, ah, this is sudden sequel. <laughs> oh, yeah, careful, careful, he's sharp. <laughs> easy, easy, buddy. Are his talons still painted? It's chipped a little bit, but his, his toenails are otherwise still painted. Um... Yeah, and you guys have this lovely dinner. You guys get to know um, everybody a little bit more. You kind of learn that, uh, as far as what Malachi and Reagan learn, that Min and Baleen were basically the only other kids in this village around Finn's age when he was growing up. So the three of them kind of became friends, but seemed to have like a really good bond. Baleen is kind of like the bubbly, outgoing one, and Min is kind of more like quiet and bookish. Um, and... And I'm the brains of the group. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, um, you know, and you just generally very cozy, kind of happy dinner vibe. Um, oh, dude, you remember, you remember that time? Remember the time that we took old, we took old man Johnson's octopus out into the ocean and then we did. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. That was one of our best pranks, really. Oh it was a really Where? great. And Min is kind of like, he's like, God, that was I awful. whispered to Reagan. You guys got in so much was trouble. Was the octopus alive? before it was in the ocean where were th where were they keeping the octopus <laughs> octopuses move in mysterious ways man that's so true like eight ways at once sometimes do they ask any questions about us like does anybody do like that so what do you do for a living <laughs> yes kind of once finn is finished summarizing um they kind of baleen like turns to you guys and she's like so where where are you guys from like what if you what were you doing before you met finn i mean i want to know all about finn's new friends uh private security mm -hmm. cool yep i thought you were a cleaning service <laughs> no that's us that's not, there's, us we... as a group oh yeah wow you have a cleaning service too on top of working at the resort and being an adventurer we're also oh, championship bakers Finney. he's a very very industrious young man and that's why he requires private security <clears throat> hey you know still sky yeah we know still sky yeah, yeah. we won a baking competition yeah the still there. sky stabbers yeah we, yeah. we I, saw I, them. I assume i told them what happened in still sky during dinner. yeah you did yeah and so they're like, yeah, 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 the cleaning service there, that all makes that sense. That explains why they weren't showing up for softball games, right? It really does, <laughs> yeah. Min's kind of like, frankly, I was okay with them not showing up for softball games. He kind of like rubs his thigh <laughs> or he's like, you know, an old softball stabbing injury. <laughs> we all have matching scars. 
Uh, yeah, and you, you, they, they sort of look at you guys a little kind of cautiously, but otherwise accept that you're private security. Oh, don't worry. He knows he's a rock. It's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, because I didn't want to ask, but like. Yeah, no, it's like normal for him. (laughs) Okay, great. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) What did Pin just say? You know how you're a rock? What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I didn't want you to find out like this, Mel. Um, as you guys sort of finish dinner, um, everyone kind of sits back. You see Finn's mom sort of stands up and she's like, all right, everyone, it's a nice night. Why don't you all go sit outside? I'll clean up and then come join you. Um, and Min very quickly is like, oh, let, let Finn and I take care of it. Uh, Mrs. Yeah. Fisher, we'll just, yeah. Mage hands make light work. Oh, I... it's true. That's what we always say. I start <laughs> gathering up plates too. Um, yeah, they sort, you guys kind of quickly clear the table. But Malachi, you can tell that Min is kind of like taking stuff from you and it's sort of like everybody else, like, you know, after dinner around here, we usually like go ahead and sit around outside and, you know, just have a couple drinks and watch the ocean. Finn and I, Finn and I will clean up. I elbow Mal and I'm like, want to go find a bar? I look at Finn and I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll go sit. (laughs) I look very confused at what they do for fun here. (laughs) And I walk outside. (laughs) When, when he says we'll go sit, Finn really enthusiastically nods and smiles. I want to go find the local fishing dive bar that I assume is here. I want to sit outside Finn's house. Okay. I feel like it's not a dive bar when it's the only bar in the entire island. <laughs> Correct. It's more like a more of a sports bar. Oh, perfect. Though. Oh, my God. Um, but there is one. <laughs> I go there. You, you politely say your goodbyes and go to the bar. Um, Baleen and Finn's parents and Malachi kind of sit outside in these like chairs that are set up out there. Um, I sit in a chair that's just way too small for me. And I just sort of sit there with my hands uh, clasped firmly like With your massive body lap. and your massive plate armor <laughs> and your massive weapon. Uh, Malachi, make another perception check for me. Again, almost a 20, but no, that's going to be a nine. <laughs> a nine? I'll say that with a nine, with your passive perception, um, you note that there is, like, right by the, like, right next to the house, kind of, like, where you'd grab it in the morning is a fishing pole. Um, and then next to it, there's another slightly smaller fishing pole that's there. And there's, like, a slightly faded letters kind of painted on a holder that say Finn on them uh, with this fishing pole Aww. next to the bigger fishing pole. And Finn, back in the kitchen, uh, you and Min are kind of like cleaning up, washing dishes, and he's kind of like, oh man, it is it is great to have you back in town. Oh, I know. I missed you. I missed you too. It's been... What's new? Did I miss anything? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Um, he like looks around the house and then he kind of like lowers his voice and he's like, you had great timing coming back when you did because I was already thinking about doing this weekend and with with you here this seems perfect and you see he like reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a little box Min, um, and he kind of like but no, what about Baleen? it's for we her can't. dumbass oh. <laughs> he <kinda> like, <laughs> obviously <laughs> and he like opens it very surreptitiously and shows you this little like pearl ring oh and he's like God. do you think she's gonna like it? she's gonna love it yeah, that's that's what I thought. And he he like puts it back in his pocket and looks all excited and kind of like grins at you. Wow! Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll do. It. I mean, how long are you gonna be around? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, so oh. I didn't tell everybody everything before, but 
I'm also kind of a secret agent now. <laughs> oh, oh what? You're have a you, secret. Have you heard of the Archaeological Artificers Association? No. Good. <laughs> that means it's working. Oh. But they're what? they're the people who have been sending us hunting these cubes. This feels oh, like a bad I, from idea. the way you said it before, it kind of sounded like you were just like doing it. I know that was by design. Oh. I'm a master of intrigue now. <laughs> huh. Okay. So, what are you here on like a like a secret mission? Yeah. Hmm. Have there been any? Has anyone new shown up in the village lately? Whoa. Or on the island at all? Like since you left? Yeah. You know? Or before I left, if there was anyone I didn't notice. No, there was, there's this, there's this one guy who's come from, he, like, came up from the mainland on a ship a little while back, um, and, like, just kind of, like, started staying in somebody's house. I didn't, like, um, you know, um, Mr. Gar, uh, who lives kind of at the edge of town? Yeah. Yeah, this guy's staying with him. Uh, you do know Mr. Gar. This is just like, a, you know, an older fisherman who kind of lives alone. Um, yeah, his name's his name's John. So, you know, sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> um, <but laughs> yeah. He seems like a perfectly nice guy, although he's a little bit, you know, I asked, you know, well, I didn't. Baleen was like, hey, what are you here for? You know, that way she does. Um, and he was kind of cryptic about it. Just said he was like looking around or something. But I don't know. Seems nice to me. Huh. That's the only person who's kind of new in town. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to look into John. If that hmm. is your real name. Wow. That yeah. was good. Oh, yeah, see, that's the kind of thing I say now. <laughs> yeah, that was threatening. I would have been scared. I'm really, I'm really cool and tough. If I was John, I would have been scared. My AC is like higher. Punch me. <laughs> what? <laughs> he goes to punch you and he's like, holy shit. That's, you're like wearing armor. Yeah, I'm actually not. After I said <laughs> that, I realized my AC has not changed since session one. <laughs> <laughs> so he punches you and he's like, what are you talking about? That was as Ow! easy as it always is. Damn. I was wrong. I saw Malachi was hard, was tougher now. I figured it applied to me, too. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you guys kind of finish cleaning up and then go to sort of sit outside. Reagan, you strike up a conversation with some of the local fishermen and are just kind of, you know, vibing yes. with them. And you guys, you know, pass a, a perfectly pleasant evening as, as one does in a town like Gillsbury. Um... When it comes kind of when the sun has like fully set and it's sort of dark and stuff like that, uh, Finn's dad kind of like stands up and does that like, I think dad's doing it, stand up. Um, and it's kind of like, well, uh, you know, we don't have, you got, you, you're more than welcome to stay with us, uh, Mr. Kassir, Captain Malachi, whatever your name is. He doesn't know that I'm captain. <laughs> Uh, and you, but we, you know, we've got a living room. There's like a couch. Um, there's, and then Finn's room. We can like set you up on the floor with some, you know, blankets and stuff like that. You're, you're more than welcome to stay. Um, I wouldn't want to impose. No, no, it's, it's not a problem at all. Trust me. We, you know, we, we like to be hospitable here. And he's like, and you know, your friend, once he comes back, he's more than welcome to stay with us too. Oh um, God, Reagan. Hopefully he's not coming back too late. I mean, it's getting pretty late already. It's like 9 p.m. <laughs> um, 
but Finn's parents kind of go inside. You guys sit out there with Baleen and Min for a little bit longer, and then eventually they're kind of like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna go back to our house too. Um, and they sort of give Finn another hug, and they're like, we'll see you in the morning. And yeah. they head back to their house. They walk off together. And hey, Baleen. Mm-hmm. I think I might have a prank in the works. Oh, good, because Min, he never does anything fun. Oh, I know, gives him, right? like, a little elbow, all about being respectable and adults now or whatever. Ooh, I have glasses. I like to read oh, books. Oh, yeah. And Min's like, shut up, shut up. And they kind of wave and walk off. Um, if anything happens to them, I'm going to kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and you guys, do you, Reagan, when do you come back? Or do you come back? If Reagan's not back by 10, I fetch him. Hey, Malachi, breaking into someone's house and snooping counts as a prank, right? What? Finn. Yeah? <laughs> Is that a yes? <laughs> you can't. I mean, okay, yeah, we did try and do that one time before, but that was different. Maybe. Who, who, who are you talking about? Why don't I explain this to you and Reagan together? <laughs> Seems like it'd be a more efficient narrative that way. All right. Um... You guys go and get Reagan from the fishing bar where he has made friends with several dads and some moms as well. I'm friends with these dads now. Okay. <laughs> Classic Reagan. It's exactly the vibe of like when you're at like, mm, this is not going to be a universal experience. <laughs> when I bartended at a golf course, there were like a couple of young guys who would come hang out with all the older people and they were, everyone was always very indulgent toward them. So Reagan, like people have bought you drinks and stuff yes. like that multiple times. Um and you've told some stories and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And Malachi eventually- Just rolled a nine on a con save. <laughs> Malachi, you come and get Reagan. He's not complete. Like, they don't have super strong ale here. People aren't getting completely sloshed yeah. and it hasn't been that long. But Reagan is distinctly, like, a little bit drunk um, as you kind of pick him up. I roll my eyes. And the th- Reagan, we're on a job. <laughs> the, the three of you uh, kind of reunite here outside this bar all right so i did a little information gathering work as we say in the is biz. that what we you say doing the dishes yeah no we say that now i've decided all right. I feel like there are cooler ways we could say that uh, and apparently but... someone a new guy just showed up to town and moved in like a month ago which is pretty wild because i don't remember that ever happening since i've been alive hmm. so suspicious right very suspicious he says his name is john but if you take away the J and the N and maybe the H, depending on how he spells it, and add an R and an S and an A, or maybe an E, oh, I'm, I'm not lost. sure, an L. Definitely definitely an A at the I end. I don't know what I'm you're like, trying I'm to like spell 99% here. sure. <laughs> Carry the one. I'm just saying, he could be working for Rosalia. I can't read. I Malachi tries to puzzle that out in his head for a second and gives up, <laughs> visibly. <laughs> so... Um, Finn, Finn squats down and, like, starts scratching these names in the sand to demonstrate what he's Finn, talking about. I scuff them out. What are you doing? You can't write that shit stuff down. So... Yeah, I can. You just saw me do it. Do we want to go find him? Not in the state you're in, pal. I'm literally never in a different state. I think state. we should wait until tomorrow. I don't think we should be sneaking around our first night in the village. Well, Personally. I mean, hey, if we if we do it right now, fewer people have had. If we do it right now, you're not coming. Yeah, I feel like we sh- I feel like we might want to sleep it off and go at it with fresh faces in the morning. Well, it's dark out now. 
so nobody can see and us. And you're dark up there, so let's just get you to bed. Yeah, it's dark then... out, so everybody's home. Yeah, so... What? Oh. Huh. I grab Reagan and I start walking back towards Finn's house. <laughs> cool. Are there are there any cats on the way that I can pet? Make an animal handling check. That's an eleven. DC ten. Yes. There's a cat, uh, but it like it does not. You like go out for it, and you're like, here, kitty, kitty, and it like Damn runs it. away from you. <laughs> um, and you guys go back to Finn's house. Um, Finn has a nice little room. Anything in particular about it, Finn, or is it just? Uh, a lot of seashell decorations, um, some random little pieces of driftwood set up as decor, uh, and also a poster on the wall that's clearly a picture fi- young Finn drew Aww. of the lurker. Oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> but it's just sort of a hard to decipher mass of like dark shapes and some tentacles. Finn, you did this? Yeah! How old were you? Do you know? Uh, I mean, again, my age is sort of unclear to me. Okay, how but, long ago? Uh, like four years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I look at it appreciatively. <laughs> it actually looks sort of like it would be really good if he had drawn it when he was like seven. But <laughs> for the age he did draw it, it's not that impressive. You could definitely hear some good money for that at the embassy or something. <gasps> wow, you really think they'd like it? Yes. I guess I do have an in there. Let's not talk about the embassy right now. Let's just get to bed. Cool. You guys all handle things in the morning. You guys all crash, uh, Finn, on your bed, Malachi and Reagan, you guys crash on the floor where they've kind of set up little, like, sleeping bags for you. Nurgle Aww. curls up on my bed. You see that there's, like, a little note that Pesca wrote that's like, let us know if you need more blankets, oh smiley God. face. <laughs> um, yeah, Nurgle curls up on the foot of your bed like a cat. <laughs> and you guys all drift off to sleep. Reagan. Yeah? You... Find yourself dreaming. In the dream. Hate it when we dream. In the dream, there's a thunderstorm. Yeah, it's never good. Oh, except for my first dream I had. That was nice. All right, all right. This is not good. There's a thunderstorm. Uh, In the dream, there's a thunderstorm. You are standing. You find yourself standing on a rock um, that's kind of like overlooking the sea. And the sea is just spreading out miles around you. As you kind of look around, you see like waves crashing um, and just like, you know, how the sea looks in a storm. Uh, Over you, there's all these clouds and just like bolts of lightning and thunder kind of crashing all around you um and as you kind of look down at yourself you see that there's like sparks of lightning like tracing themselves around your arms um and kind of running all around your body Um, (laughs) as you're standing there with this with this lightning kind of tracking around you and the storm roiling overhead just standing there on this rock uh you feel yourself kind of in the dream like there's an extremely loud crack of thunder from above um, and you sort of like the you feel the lightning inside of you and around you kind of increasing more and more um, and you feel yourself kind of hold out your hands in the dream and there's this bolt of lightning that just comes out of you um, and goes streaking up toward the sky and in the light from this bolt of lightning you see illuminated in the clouds above you this enormous shape of a dragon just kind of looming above you in the clouds towering over you illuminated by the lightning that came from yourself 
that's your dream. Fuck. Um, Malachi. Yeah. You find yourself back on a familiar island. How familiar? A familiar island, and I there's many familiar islands to you. Right. But this is the one where you spent three years of your life. You're sitting at the mouth of a cave, cave stretching out behind you, um, and you're kind of looking out pensively over the ocean and over the land, um, the island that you're familiar with every inch of it, because of course you are, mm-hmm. you've been here for so long, and you, you could, you know. Yeah. You have this place memorized. I could walk this place in my sleep. And you are, apparently. <laughs> um, but except you're more, you're just sitting and sort of looking out. Um, and you look down and you see that in your hand, you're holding your rock um, that you had found. And you you remember being here kind of looking out before. Um, before you'd, you know, made a decision about what you were going to do about the things you'd experienced. Mm-hmm. And you, you sort of look around and you're holding the rock in your hand and looking for some sort of sense of a clear direction of mm-hmm. where to go. What do you do? Oh, fuck. I'm lucid dreaming? <laughs> you're, you're, not a, you're not sure. You, you, you can tell that you're dreaming because you have all your memories and you remember that you're not really supposed to be here. But you just kind of have this like half memory, half present feeling of looking for an answer, looking for a direction. Is there anything left in my cave? Or have I packed it all up already? You look and you see that you've kind of packed it all up and it's sitting beside you as if you know you're going somewhere, you're just not sure where you're going. Um, I guess I pack everything up onto my back that I'm going to take with me and I start walking for the shore. Um, you start walking for the shore, you stand there on the beach and you Before kind of... I go, I want to stand at the bottom of the waterfall and just sort of like say a okay um please tell me if this is not what you want but uh I'm going now and then I go (laughs) you you stand there at the bottom of the waterfall and you say that and you remember that last time you did this you didn't really hear anything you had kind of a a feeling that maybe you were doing what you were supposed to i mean that's what had led you to pack up all your stuff in the first place except it wasn't you didn't get like a voice or or a clear direction or anything but this time as you're standing there you hear a quiet laugh a familiar laugh although not the laugh that you had ever heard on this island that you expected to Mm. hear and you hear a feminine voice that you've heard once before on a different island uh say (laughs) Oh, Malachi, calling out for answers. Um, as the, the voice of the dreamer reverberates inside you and around you, kind of across the whole island, and they're like, not even sure which force you're picking up on. There's a lot of them in the ocean. How do you know if you're walking the path that you want to be walking, or if someone's been leading you astray this whole time? Do I see anything? You don't see anything. You just hear that voice kind of echoing around you. You look into the pool at the base of the waterfall um, and you feel yourself, you feel the dream end and you're kind of suddenly shocked. I say, get out of my head. (laughs) And you you kind of sit up in Finn's room calling out, get out of my head. Finn, in your dream, you're on a fishing boat 
by yourself. With a bowl of water. <laughs> no, no bowl of water. Just a fishing boat by yourself. Um, you're younger than you are now, maybe like three or four years younger. Uh, you've taken the boat out by yourself before. I mean, that's that's not unusual. Um, but today you feel, you, you get the sense that, you know, maybe you could go a little bit further out than usual. I mean, you've, you've always felt an affinity with the water. You, you know, you're, I mean, you, you're Finn Fisher. You came out of the ocean, as your mom always tells you. You've always been around the ocean. Um, you, you are having no problem here. You feel completely at ease. So you take the boat out way further than most people would, especially when they're doing it by themselves. Um, and... Uh, you end up hitting an area where the water is choppier than you expected and there's a little bit a small kind of sea squall that comes up and you kind of lose control of the boat and sooner or later you feel yourself uh as you remember doing you know years before plunging into the depths of the ocean um kind of entirely uh unexpected to you your shoes get soaked with water and kind of drag you down you, your net that you were fishing with kind of gets tangled around you i mean you feel yourself sinking deeper and deeper into the ocean um you don't have any memories of this in your actual life but now as you're sinking you suddenly your eyes snap open and you feel yourself take in a breath and you're breathing in water but you can breathe it. It's it's fine. You 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 can breathe down here. You're totally. This feels totally natural. Um, and you you open your eyes and you look around underwater and you see, out of the shape in front of you, just a massive shape, bigger than anything you've ever seen in your life. Just this enormous shadow. And you see these kind of like floating tentacles that almost look like seaweed but then you realize that they actually are tentacles like an octopus but so much bigger than any octopus um and you hear just a quiet finn you wake up and you are not in your bed you are standing on the beach of gillsbury looking out a beach that you've you know stood on many many times before looking out over the ocean in the middle of the night, uh, still in your pajamas, barefoot. You're not entirely sure how you got here. You must have sleepwalked or something, although you haven't really done that before. But you're, you're standing there looking out over the ocean. Um, and you feel almost like a pull. You're not quite... Your feet are, like, just barely in the waves. And it's kind of like the way that the sand feels under your feet when a wave is, like, going out. Except it's kind of, like, coming from within you. It feels like telling you to sort of go toward the ocean. I I follow it. I walk into the ocean. You walk toward the ocean and you keep walking and you walk until your head, you kind of start to swim and your head ducks underwater. You feel it kind of pulling you further. I, I, I start to feel a little less than cool with this and I, I turn to go back to shore. You start to turn to go back to shore and you feel almost as if the ocean grabs you like a riptide or something. And it just kind of starts dragging you deeper uh, into the ocean. <laughs> and you all of a sudden you, you go to gasp at the kind of sudden shock of, of feeling yourself getting dragged like that. And you realize that you can breathe fine. You take in a gulp of water and you're good. 
You're breathing water somehow, but it's just working. Finally! <laughs> a bunch of fish all around you go, yay! Oh, oh my god, of... guys! Oh my god, I haven't seen you in months! Oh, Finn, you came back! This is so... You're down here with us now, and you can I'm breathe. so glad you haven't gotten captured and eaten. You know, it's how it is when you're a fish. Sometimes people do, and we just kind of, you know, the cycle of life, and you, sometimes you can... But it's it's generally better to not be captured and eaten, so we're all very glad to still be here. Yeah, I've always said that. Yeah, better to... You know, it's the wisdom, the wisdom that comes. Uh, you start to kind of swim along with these fish, um, and they're like, you see this one kind of like school of fish comes up to you, and this one little silver fish comes right in front of your face, and he's like, hey, do you want to see something cool? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go see. Um, and this school of fish sort of starts to lead you, and you just sort of swim along with them as if you're part of the school. Um, and they lead you deeper and deeper down into the bottom of the ocean. You can't see it because he's underwater, but Finn is crying tears of joy. <laughs> um, they bring you down to, you don't go too far out. You're not swimming for that long, maybe like half an hour or so. And you gradually like come down to the bottom of the seafloor, and you begin to realize that you're seeing glowing, mm -hmm. as if there's something kind of down here. Um, you dive deeper, and you find yourself looking at a glowing kind of rock. Um, it's that at first <laughs> you're like, "Oh, this this rock is this rock is glowing." Oh, hey, do you know and Malachi? You closer, friend Malachi. <laughs> You realize that it's not actually glowing. It's covered in some sort of like bioluminescent, like undersea <clears throat> moss um, that's making it look like it's glowing. And it is just kind of set up. And you begin to realize that you're looking at what almost looks like a campsite underwater. Um, as if like the, the bioluminescent moss is like a fire. You see that there's like what looks like some sort of like there's like stuff down here that it just looks like someone has made camp except it's fully on the seafloor. And as your school of fish approaches, you see a figure sort of look up at the school of fish and then like stand up to look at you. Um, and there is a man down here at the bottom of the ocean. He kind of like swims up a little bit. Um, and you see that he is like, looks pretty human, but his head is bald and he has these long kind of like tentacle type appendages that kind of come out from under his chin and sort Davy of extend Jones? out. Holy shit, it's Davy Jones. <laughs> he doesn't have a full face of tentacles. He just has two. Hey, my them. friend has a jar of dirt. You better watch it. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's shirtless, but wearing these green, almost like seaweed looking pants. Um, but otherwise looks just like a man. And he kind of like smiles as you come down and he goes, ah, Finn. And you hear this kind of resonating like telepathy, like the way you talk to fish. And he goes, it is excellent to finally meet you. I've been here. I mean, your dad just talks about you all the time. Does he really? Yes, he, he oh. does. Um, my name is Kathoth. <laughs> My name is Kathoth, and your father, the lurker of the deep, he who will one day sweep the land with water and cleanse it of all who walk, Ooh. sent me 
with a mission for you. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh my god. <laughs> Malachi and Reagan, you guys shoot awake and Finn is not oh. in his bed. And Finn, you are with a uh, tentacle man at the bottom wow. of the ocean. Always great to meet a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. Alright, that was like my favorite one we've done. Because it was very Finn-centric. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> if you want more of our wonderful content, you can catch Which us I on... Which I know you do! I know you do, after all that. You can catch us on our social medias, which is at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also find us on Patreon um, for some of our exclusive bonus content. Maybe we'll throw up that um, like half-hour clip <laughs> of us just hour talking <laughs> discussing about what to name the boat. Names. Before cycling back to one of the first ideas, yeah. <laughs> Other fun stuff, we just hit our first goal on Patreon. So if you want to hear the goal yeah. one shot and help us towards our next goal, whatever that may be, you might want to hop on over there. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. We're yeah. going to shuffle the character sheets and who knows who will be playing who. <laughs> yeah. Got some exclusive recipes up there. We got mm -hmm. some playlists. It's a good time. All the cool kids are there. Patreon.com slash ship of fools for all that. Hell yeah. And thank you, as always, to the people who make our show run, to Lucas Mangold for our theme music. You can find him for all your music needs at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com. That's Carl with a K. Sure is. Thank you also to Theo Golden for our logo art. You can find him at tgoldenart on Instagram. And you can find us back with another episode on May 25th. So true. We'll be wow. here. We'll see you then. We'll be here. Here on We'll see you on. We'll see you on the open seas. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>